Hello and welcome to the 1 106th of a second photography podcast. Please don't forget to give a review and some stars on iTunes. It would really help me out. Thank you so much. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my Lightroom workflow. Now, a few episodes ago, I did a review of Luminar 4 and quite frankly, I was quite disappointed with Luminar 4 because it didn't work. And it, it was sort of a reaffirming something that with it not working, it reaffirmed just how good Lightroom is because it works and it does everything I want to. And while I was going through Luminar review, I was thinking about my Lightroom workflow. So I'm going to talk today about my Lightroom workflow. This is not an expert's opinion. This is just me. You can do what you want. You don't have to listen to me, but I thought it'd be interesting just to talk about what I do, why I do it and how I do it. So firstly, I don't have the most up-to-date version of Lightroom. I think I have the most up-to-date paid version because I hate subscription models. And the world is going subscription model, but I feel if you can hold on to something you paid for and not go subscription model, then you're doing well. And I've managed to do that. There are some things that I have subscription models for, for YouTube, but that's it. Where I can, I don't have a subscription model. So first of all, I import all my images from a shoot into Lightroom and I put tags on and the tags help me search later. And why do I import all my images? Surely I want to cull some in the camera to save space and be more efficient. If I take a terrible image, yeah, I'd cull it on the shoot, but I don't know it's terrible. I don't know, unless a bird landed on my camera while I was taking the shot or you know something horrific happened. I don't know that it's terrible because I don't know looking on the back of the LCD screen how good it is. The LCD screen is not really a good enough guide, I'm afraid. And I'm not going to transfer everything over to an iPad or a phone to have a look. So when I go into Lightroom, I import everything. And I import everything with tags to help me find things later. Of course, I might delete things. I do not use any presets. Some people import with presets. I work with someone as an assistant and they imported with presets. They shot semi-tethered didn't quite shoot tethered with Lightroom and you can shoot tethered with Lightroom plug your camera in and it takes a picture when you take a picture of course and stored on your card but goes directly into Lightroom and you can see it on the screen and you might want to import with presets I don't import with presets simply because I won't be editing each picture in the same way I'll be doing different things if I've been in a shoot it won't be 400 images in a white studio it will be 400 images of different clothes different places, different people. It'll be all sorts of things. I'm not going to edit them the same way. And so I'm not going to import the preset. Equally, I'm not going to edit every image. Firstly, I'm going to go through the images and I'm going to get rid of the ones I don't want, but I'll be looking at them on a color calibrated monitor. So I've got a much better idea of how good the image is compared to out in the field on the back of the screen. When I go back to tagging, I'll normally put the person's name in as a tag. Um, it doesn't have to be the full name, I'm not splitting it by full name, surname, just a name so that I can find the images later. It is wasteful to import all your images, but I've talked about what I do. I import them all and I delete the ones I don't want later. I never used to delete the ones I didn't want later. I used to leave them in for statistical reasons. When I got Lightroom on my computer, I had loads of space. Now I'm getting towards filling that space up. I am more economical. But I thought I'll leave them there and I can see how many images I've taken with a particular camera, 
particular lengths, particular focal length, particular aperture. And I can do all that in Lightroom, which is very useful. But now I do get rid of images. It does slightly distort the numbers getting rid of images. So after I imported them, I look at each one. Now the ones that have promise, I give a star to. If there's one that is a clear winner, it's brilliant. On the first look, I give three stars to. And I'll generally look in the, the loop, I'll press E and go through them. There doesn't seem to be much difference between looking at them in the loop view or the develop view. So for me, quite often it's useful to look at them in the develop view and I can do a few tweaks and then see if I like it. I can recrop and things like that. So what I'm doing is I'm going through, I'm selecting the images that I want to edit. Now, if it's a TFP shoot, I'm gonna edit eight images at least because that's what I give the model. I'd wanna have some variety, so I wanna pick the strongest image. So I'm going through, it's a one or a three. If it's outstanding, it's three. If it's a good one, it's one. And then I need to pick the best ones out of those eight images. So when I'm picking eight images, even if they're not TFP, even if it's a page shoot, I'm not gonna edit two images that are very similar or the same. What's the point? I'm not gonna use both of them. If it's TFP, the model's not gonna use both of them. So I'm not gonna, not gonna do that. So I'm gonna need to pick the best out of similar images. Now Lightroom has a good way of doing that. You can use the sort of candidate and selection process. So you can compare two side by side and when you click and zoom in, it zooms in exactly the same way for both images. So what I'm looking for is the eyes are in focus. I can have an amazing shot, but the eyes are out of focus. And that happens all the time because camera autofocus is off or I'm shooting at a very shallow aperture, very shallow depth of field, or the model moves. It happens all the time where I move. So I'm looking for eyes to be in focus. If it's a shallow depth of field, the nearest eye has to be in focus. So if it's not, won't keep the image. The only time I might keep the image in that scenario is if I'm shooting very far away and the person's quite small. It doesn't matter so much if the eyes aren't in focus. But nine times out of 10, eyes have to be in focus with the front eye or nearest eye being in focus. So I make my selection and ones that I'm not gonna use, I keep as one and ones that are gonna be in my final edited images, I put them up to three. Now, once I've edited the image, I put it to five. So that's a really quick way in Lightroom to find images I've edited because I put them at five. The next thing I do is I crop. So I do any cropping of the image that needs to be done. I generally don't do any photoshopping where I'm expanding the background although I know how to do that and I can do that, I, I generally don't bother. I go for the crop and I like to use rule of thirds when I crop, so I crop the images. Next thing I do is I set white balance. So normally the white balance from the shoot is good. I've got Canon cameras that I generally use for these type of things and generally I'm really happy with the white balance that the camera has selected on auto white balance. And of course I shoot raw and I shoot auto white balance. Sometimes I'll shoot flash white balance if I'm using flash and the settings are on manual or aperture priority. So it doesn't matter if I need to change the white balance later. So I'll look at the white balance as the shot and then I will click on auto and I'll decide which one I prefer. And I might tweak the slider slightly, but generally it's gonna be auto from the camera or auto from Lightroom. One thing I've noticed is I generally prefer things cooler. I generally prefer a blue hue rather than a red or orange hue. And sometimes if I want a very blue image, I'll play with the curves to get blue and reduce the red. 
but generally that's what I do with white balance. I click lens correction profile to see if I prefer it. Generally for the things I do, it doesn't make much of a difference. And if anything, I prefer it off. So I like the fact if I use a telephoto lens, I get a more narrow image. Telephoto lenses are generally better for portraits and fashion from people. They sort of compress the person rather than a wide angle, expanding them and warping them. If I have used a wide angle lens, I might prefer the lens correction to be on. But generally I see what I like and I go with what I think is better. This is probably a dirty term, maybe even a dirty word, but what I'm going to do next is I'm going to click the auto on the edit and I'm going to see what happens. And that's really useful because it might be the computer Lightroom has made the right choices and my editing has been sped up. But the way Lightroom does that is it spreads the histogram out. So if you've got a very dark image, it's a dark background, it's a low key image, it's going to raise everything so that you get a more even distribution. That's how it does it. It just spreads the histogram out from left to right. So if it's very much on the left, it's gonna move everything upright. Again, if you've got a very high key image, a very high image, it's gonna move things down. I see what it does, and it might be I'm happy with it on its own. It might be I'm happy with it with a few tweaks for me, so I might lower the brightness, but actually I'm happy with the contrast. I'm happy with the highlights. I'm happy with the blacks. I'm happy with the shadows. Or it might be I just completely hate it and I do it myself. But that's the next thing I do. I think it's always worth giving auto a go, even if you realise you hate it. So after that, I will go in and I will do some cleaning up. And that's just removing distractions. So if there's a Coke bottle lying about or a lamppost, I will use the healing tool in Lightroom and I'll remove that. Anything very difficult I will do in Photoshop, but Lightroom's very good at this. It's a bit slower in Lightroom than Photoshop, but generally I can heal and get rid of distractions and blemishes and things. More often than not, I will need to pick myself the spot that it samples from. Lightroom isn't very good at picking, but I will do that just to get rid of distractions. So it might be I keep, I don't do anything to the skin, but I remove a bin, a bollard, a lamppost, just because it distracts in the image. It takes your eye away from the center of the focus which is the person. If I'm editing street photography, I don't edit street photography, if that makes sense. I don't do any of that type of editing. In street photography, I will generally put it to black and white and I will generally crop and I might raise and lower exposure somewhere. But I have very minimal editing on street photography. This really is talking about portraiture and fashion work. So I've got rid of distractions. I will look at the face if it's a female portrait or female fashion shoot. And if there are any blemishes, I will remove those within reason. Then depending on the shoots and my feelings, I will do a slight bit of Lightroom airbrushing. So I will just lower the clarity on the face using a brush. I will put the noise reduction up a little bit and that just gives a softer skin on the face. And I will not have it on the eyes and I'll not have it on the lips, anything with detail. I don't have it on, but anything on skin, I might do that. So I might do a little bit of airbrushing. I will generally brighten the eyes again with a brush. So I'll go and brighten the eyes. Once I've done that, I generally put clarity up on the image. I don't tend to increase sharpening. I tend to increase clarity. I tend to increase the vibrance. I tend to increase the, the color saturation. And then I'm looking at, as a final thing, do I want to add grain? And do I want to add a vignette? Heavy vignettes I hate. It has to be subtle. 
so that you don't know it's there. Grain can give a good look as well, so I will consider adding those. And then I'm generally done. Sometimes, if it's needed, I will open that image in Photoshop and I will do more complex image manipulation. It might be better healing in Photoshop. It might be that Photoshop is better for doing the airbrushing technique. Might be I do a bit of warping where I make something smaller in Photoshop. That takes time, so that's the reason I don't do it that often. But if there's something that can't be fixed in Lightroom or there's something Lightroom's not up to, I'll do it in Photoshop. I'd say maybe seven times out of 10, I don't use Photoshop at all. I do everything in Lightroom. And to be honest, no one said to me, oh, this airbrushing doesn't look very good or the skin doesn't look very good. And it's all done in Lightroom. Lightroom is good enough. I don't do so much airbrushing that the person looks like a Barbie doll. I don't do that. The other thing I might do if I use gels and different color lights, I will accentuate and I will look at enhancing certain colors and playing with the colors. And again, I talked about that with curves. I will generally on image just slightly lower the highlights and slightly raise the shadows, give an S-shaped curve. But I will really play with the colors using curves if I want to. And I think the only other consideration that maybe I should have mentioned at the start is I will also see how things look in black and white. So when I'm playing with that white balance on the auto, when I'm playing with the auto exposure settings and the auto edit settings, I'll also see how it looks in black and white. And then I will make my decision then, do I continue in black and white? Do I continue in color? And then when I get to the end of editing, I filter for five star images and I export them from Lightroom. Now again, I talked to my Luminar 4 episode about the export ability and how I never got to try it. The export ability in Lightroom is excellent. You can export them for prints. I export them for web, particularly when I'm sharing them with other people. I export them at a high DPI, but a low pixel resolution. No one has ever come back to me and said, oh, these images aren't, aren't good enough. I used to do a contact sheet so that people could pick images, but then people wanted them bigger, and then people ended up asking for all the images. So then I, I stopped doing that and I just picked for them it became more hassle than it's worth. I'd be sending over to them an eight megabyte contact sheet, one sheet, so it had plenty of detail in, but yeah, I, I just didn't bother. But you can do that in Lightroom. You can export contact sheets. But I export single image and I put my watermark in and it's got my copyright in because that's on the camera. And it has the tags in as well. Many people don't realize that. When you export an image, the tags go out with it as well, which is quite useful later on when you're uploading it somewhere. And then I do one more thing, which is not Lightroom, but could be Lightroom. I use a program called JPEG Mini. Now what JPEG Mini does is it just reorders your JPEGs and it makes them smaller. Generally, it compresses them by twice as much, so it halves the size of a JPEG. Now you can get JPEG Mini as a Lightroom plugin, so you can export them from Lightroom using JPEG Mini. It's phenomenally cheaper and just as easy to buy JPEG Mini. I think JPEG Mini cost me £15. And you know what? It's paid for itself over and over again. So once I export those images, click on JPEG Mini, it opens, I drag the images in or the folder in, and it shrinks the images with no loss of quality, and it saves them back in the same place. So basically, you cut your storage in half at least. 
I say 2, it's only 2.7, 2.4 times smaller. But that just means if I'm sending them off over the web via, I don't know, something like Dropbox or WeTransfer, it takes less time to upload, takes up less storage of mine, takes up less cloud storage, it's quicker to upload for the other person. So I just finalise them in JPEG Mini. And that's it. That's done. That's my Lightroom workflow from start to finish. Let me know what your Lightroom workflow is like if you even use Lightroom. Thank you. Goodbye.